welcome to Talking Pigskin, your weekly all things NFL podcast. Uh, we're going to switch things up a little bit on this episode. This is a bit of a bonus cast. Uh, we've already uh, done week six breakdown and given our thoughts and uh, some loose predictions for uh, week seven. Uh, but we wanted to do a uh, special bonus cast of a armchair GM only uh, episode. So My personally, it's my favorite segment. Yeah, this uh, this might turn from a segment at the end of podcast to forcing us to do a uh, a second or a third cast of the week kind of thing. If uh, if fans are enjoying hearing it as much as we are uh, thinking about it and, and breaking it down for you, so with uh, with that said, uh, I'm gonna let uh, the Jag here ask his uh, his first question, and uh, we'll get the ball rolling. So the Arizona Cardinals have a new offensive coordinator and a former Jacksonville 12-win quarterback in Byron Leftwich. <laughs> former 12-win fucking win. So you're the general manager. I love it. And you're having a conversation with your new offensive coordinator. Do you want Josh Rosen to throw the ball more or do you want David Johnson to run the ball more? I want David, John- uh, David Johnson to stop running in between the tackles. First and foremost. It's... Uh, this is a theme, once again, on Talking Pigskin. Running your head against the wall, repeatedly banging it, and expecting a different result Isn't that insanity? is the definition of insanity. Yeah. Is, is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. It's the definition of insanity. It's also the definition of how to get fired in week six of an NFL or week seven of an NFL season. Because that's exactly what everyone was was watching and then talking about on Twitter on Thursday night. Twitter was fun on Thursday night for for new age uh, analytic guys and the data junkies. The data a, junkies uh, and the guy the, the the concept junkies and everyone the the Warren Sharps of the world that you know uh, he that guy he uh, he enjoys taking down Troy Aikman whenever it's and, and good on him. I mean there's lots of times in these nationally televised games where guys that are the supposed to be the top of their craft are not telling fans why or what is happening during the game. Like it's just, well, I don't understand what's going on. David Johnson was good in 2016. Well, maybe look at the scheme, look at what's going on here and, and, and realize that it's vanilla as fuck and there's nothing happening. So right there, enter by By uh, Byron Lefwich, who can't be insane his first day on the job, unless it's insanely different. And he's got to go a 180. And and if he's smart, he's going to watch film from two years ago and see David Johnson getting outside the hashes, getting the ball in space, and watching him be a playmaker. Okay. Number one. That's number one. Okay. Number two is watch college film of Josh Rosen. And and, what worked. And what worked. and, And incorporate packages for him. Don't try to incorporate the Arizona Cardinals system into Josh Rosen as a what is the third game he's about to start in week eight? Why are you not on the phone with Jim Mora Jr. saying, "Listen, get talk it, to me about what worked for you guys." It's infuriating to me that that guys look like they've never stepped outside the box before in life. They're so comfortable at what they're good at that they only try to execute what they know they're good at or used to be good at. And don't take advantages of weaknesses of opponents. But I don't think that... That's why the Rams don't look... Like, when when it's second and eight at any given time this season for the Rams, 
No one in their right mind has said, I know exactly what play they're going to run here. This is when they run this. Good point. They run what hurts the defense on second and eight based on the fucking package that they came out in. Excellent. And if it doesn't look like it works, they're going to send someone in motion. And if it now looks like it works, then they run the play. But if it doesn't, stand up. Audible. Audible. Let's go to this. Check to this. Fair point. Fair point. You know what I mean? So who as... So Byron Lefwich... With with that said, don't expect a crazy turnaround. There is talent on that team, but it's going to take a couple weeks. And I think they've already invested in the next nine weeks for him. There's no way that he, Byron Leftwich is getting fired this year unless he somehow makes David yeah. Johnson even more obsolete. You know what I mean? What I like about the move is that fresh blood and change. It inspires sends, people. And it sends the right message, right? Yeah. What, what I also like uh, about it is Leftwich has nothing to lose and everything to gain. That's true. So it makes perfect sense. Yeah, someone sense. coming from that as a QB coach to then, boom, offensive coordinator. You got nothing to lose. Not to not to the point where it's like you're playing for your job elsewhere next mm-hmm. season. Because that's what happens with a lot of these things. It's, it's an audition for elsewhere. Absolutely. This is an in-house audition. This oh, could God, turn into job, This yeah. could turn into an extension exactly. with a new name tag and a new price tag. Exactly. And then and, you begin and to if, solidify and if, yourself. You know what? This actually could be a perfect scenario for them moving forward the only hitch well not the only hitch but the may a major chink in the armor mm-hmm. chink in the chain would be i don't necessarily believe in that head coach i don't believe in steve is it steve wilkes yeah yeah i don't believe in him he's a first year guy and, and, and he he came out of and, and, and this could be wrong okay. on my part right. but he didn't see anything wrong with that all off season he didn't see anything wrong with what was being implemented in meetings. He didn't see anything that was being implemented in but conversations maybe, between the two of them. But maybe he saw Matt Bradford performing very well and he had all the confidence in the world. Who the fuck is Matt Bradford, bro? I get He's it. so bad that he doesn't even it. deserve to be called Sam. I get Sam Bradford, oh my God. It's I been a long Bradford. week, folks. Been, it has been about... a long week. Shift work sucks. Here's, here's, here's what's interesting about... A player whose first name becomes so immaterial that it just gets interchanged with Matt Stafford is the former first overall pick, Sammy Bradford. Might have looked good. Steve Wilkes could have he seen could. him in training camp. Oh, okay. the ball around. He might have had all the necessary but- confidence in the world. And we have the advantage of hindsight, right? So that being said, I want to move on. You're Stephen Jones. You're talking to your dad, okay? And you say, look, Pa. No, I say, listen, Jerry. We're, listen, Pa. Listen, Mr. Jones, sorry. <laughs> There's order in that room. Listen here, Pa. <laughs> Do we make a trade for a wide receiver before the deadline? I'm glad you didn't go straight to a name because I don't I, want that name. Everyone knows who I'm talking about. No, I don't think that's even a conversation anymore. Well, Anybody it, who does. Mm, it, maybe not it's not a conversation at the star in Frisco, but <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's, ta- it's being talked about on Twitter. That's, and no, it's, I don't want Amari. Uh, for those who don't know who the hell I'm talking about, I don't want Amari Cooper. Number one, I don't want the price tag of what it's going to resign him, because it's just the one. It's the remainder of this fourteen. And they want a first round pick. They, number two, they Ew. want a first round pick. Well, what do you think, old Johnny Boy's doing there? Yuck! Trying to stockpile some because this is the best part. He's thinking long term. He doesn't. No, no, no. Hold on. <laughs> he doesn't think. He doesn't think that currently, he's in a position to draft the quarterback of the future. Okay. He thinks that 
they're going to fuck around and get enough wins where he's got to package two ones to get up to a better one. I'm serious. I literally think that. He's so bad at personnel that he doesn't think that they're going to be a top five pick on the wrong. I have a Chuck here. I'm sure GM question. I got a better one. Can I can I do mine first? Okay, but just answer my question. Okay, go. Do you, no, it's the, it's the... Oh, it's, I'm talking. I'm, so, I'm talking in circles yeah, because so you don't want Amari Cooper. I don't want Amari Jones, Cooper, but you're Jerry Jones. Do you look at the market? Do you drum up interest? See, I I was trying to talk my way into answering the question without having to uh, kind of overthrow one that I know is coming for me. Okay. But did anyone know that Carlos Hyde was being shopped? Or was he even being shocked? Did, did so, Jacksonville just make a call I, no, no, for no. a guy they wanted? I have read several Bleacher reports okay. in the last two weeks that have stipulated the Cleveland Browns want to give Nick Chubb the football okay. more. Perfect. That's all I need to hear. Have you heard any other sort of reports regarding any sort of wide receiver across the league that isn't necessarily a target that people are thinking of? but could be for a team that might believe that they've got a shot and maybe it's time to go all in because they got about 19 million cap space. Is there anyone you can think of? I don't think there's that guy out there right now. I don't. Is Julio Jones tradable for? Not to say that he would be utilized in Dallas. Wow. There's a team that you could argue is trending down. And you could argue that has their fucking court or their wide receiver of the future. And Calvin Ridley. That is a fascinating notion. And it's funny because I bash the guy because he hasn't scored a touchdown in like 26 games or something stupid. Or he scored three over the last 26, 27 games. Helmet, he get 15 now, targets so, a game. But now would he? Because they just let a guy go that demanded 15 targets a game. Because they decided that they could do it by committee. And the and this is a, a league of recency. We just watched that this team can do it by committee without a number one guy. Why bring in a guy that's going to demand 15 targets a game with a quarterback that can't force the ball into tight windows 15 times a game? So you don't trade for a, a wide receiver? I'm asking you now. Okay. Do you think that Dak Prescott is the guy to utilize Julio Jones to the point to take that Dallas offense to the next level? Do you mean to tell me that if the Dallas Cowboys fielded Julio Jones and Zeke, do you mean to tell me that Julio Jones wouldn't command two bodies, leaving nine to cover everybody else? I. It's the Zeke one guy. It's the up. one big name that not only I think is maybe at eight percent obtainable. He's the one guy that I would that is a number one that I think they could get and I would I would want. He's young enough still where you can get enough good years out of and him. And I understand your Carlos High question because if nobody knew they would that's what I, that that's where it comes High. from because everybody's talking about Amari Cooper or maybe um, and it could be a smoke screen. It could just be that's. Like, I'm not say, I'm not forecasting this at no, all. Don't try to no, come no, at me no, on Twitter no. saying, "Oh, did the, the Cowboys get Jones?" No, it's a conversation piece. I'm saying. It's just a little bit of food for thought. Someone, no, I've ne- I have never heard that name thrown around in trade talks. How about this? If they're not going to give a second round pick for one of the best players at free safety, a need that they have on the team, I they, would argue that they don't have as great of a need at wide receiver. Oh, that's a as, hot take. As they did during training camp when they could have pulled in Earl Thomas for a. a Do you, okay, see, now the thing is, is that the phones went cold there. 
But they offered a second. They offered a second. They offered a second on draft night. Right. On the first draft night, on day one of the draft, after getting LVE, they offered the 50 for Earl Thomas. The phone was not answered. Then, when Connor Williams was still on the board at 49, they're like, pick 50, Connor Williams. Then Seattle calls and says, we'll take the second. And Dallas is like, nope, we're taking Connor Williams. Then Dallas calls them the next day, or sorry, later that day, offering the third for Earl Thomas. No answer on the phone line. No communication the whole offseason so through Connor training camp. Williams didn't fall, there's a chance. This, 100%. That is the, wow. That's what's been reported out of the people that Interesting. you can trust in, in the, that are there in the facility saying that if it wasn't for Connor Williams on that board, Earl Thomas is traded on draft night. Now, all training camp, offseason, mm-hmm. no communication about a trade for Earl Thomas. Earl's holding out. Seattle's not reaching out. They they don't want to trade him for anything less than a one, apparently. By the week before the Dallas game, when he was held out and there was speculation about whether or not he'd play in this and that, there was rumors that Dallas had offered a second again for the following year, mm. and Seattle turned it down wanting a one. Dallas wasn't offering a one. So now we're going to get him for no picks in the in free agency this, this next season, I think. I think that move gets made in the offseason. So the answer to my question is, do you target a wide receiver before the trade? I line? don't know of, of one that's available. Yeah. I don't know of one that's on the block. Other than the guy that I speculated about, that's the only one I make a move for. Because, because I think that Gallup hasn't had his breakout game yet, and I think he's only got more snaps every week, and I think it's going to continue. And I think that he's shown ability to make plays, and it, and it can only... Uh, for, like basically force trust in Dak Prescott's mm-hmm, mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's he's not gonna be all of a sudden Antonio Brown, but he could all of a sudden be Mister Possession guy down the field mm-hmm. and trusted set of hands. My next armchair GM question is kind of an interesting one. I want to know. What team do you think is the likeliest? And I have two in mind, Jacksonville and Arizona. I want to know who you think is likelier than those two teams to call the Philadelphia Eagles about Nick Foles. Arizona and Jacksonville. Uh, I'm thinking... Well, see, this... uh, Perfect. I'll answer it this way because I've got a question for you in armchair GM. Mm -hmm. Uh, Derek Carr... I got to word it this way. Derek Carr at the end of the season. Do you know his dead money situation? It's a lot, isn't it? It's only $7.1 million. So were they to go the other way, it's only $7 million So if million they dead cut money. him this yeah. offseason, they only have to pay out seven mil. Is dead money a cap hit? Does it count towards it 2019 does. It does. Cap? Yes, okay. it does. Okay. That's a carried number. Yeah, yes. like the Cowboys cap is that's paying Dez yeah. eight million to not play football this and year. And that's why it's called dead money because it's on the it's, cap and it's going and it's for nothing. Exactly. It. No it production is. on the field, yeah. anyways. Yes. Yeah. But it's relatively cheap compared to what they got to pay him for him to play, and average like four yards of air passes. I think John Gruden likes Derek Carr more than you think. So you think Ooh, that Oakland- I think that there's a hatred growing. Interesting. So I do. You think that Oakland could make a, a well? The call just from the comments. Yeah. Of, of we got to throw the ball downfield. We got to do like it's just like that. That passing chart was atrocious. Yeah. Like that might have to be the cover art for this little episode because it, where the ball went or didn't. go. There was one pass beyond nine yards 
and it was like you 34, me, but it was incomplete. Th- that, yeah, that it was. Graph. It was hard to look it at. I I had to go dig deeper to see if it was. I thought someone changed it. I didn't watch that game. I thought someone like fudged it a bit. Do the Los Angeles Chargers see what's going on with Nick Foles? Hold on a second. The part of that is bring in bring in Foles right now and put a little. Because it makes no sense. It makes no sense for him to bring him in and then keep him as the backup and wait for him to screw up and then go with Foles. Little fire under... bench him within this season. Little fire under Derek Carr's bum. It makes no sense at all, but it's like, well, either trading Khalil Mack and then complaining about not having pass rush for the first six weeks of the season. Oof. Like, there's multiple people that I respect what they write about and, and they're... And their uh, yeah. ability to forecast and predict certain things within the NFL based on their experience. And a lot of the guys that are friends or ex-colleagues or just know of John Gruden, the great coach, great guy, terrible personnel guy. Mm. Terrible. We've talked um, we've talked live about how there's been ESPN re- reports and Bleacher reports talking about how he brought a small cadre of analysis that he kept close to him at ESPN, yeah. people that he trusts, data guys, and he has been focusing on those opinions on personnel and clashing with the general manager scouts and other... He open. wants to win with his guys. It's His way. It's almost toxic and poisonous to think about it because you took $100 million and you're going to eschew the services of the other employees of the organization? Yeah, it's weird. It is so strange. My last armchair GM question for you is... Where does Le'Veon Bell play next season? New York Jets hasn't wavered. Okay. It's I can't. Uh, it's very quick answer because I'm yep. just I'm. Once I get kind of dead set on something, like yep. I was thinking back in June about how I'm going to draft Mahomes at the end of the yeah. at the because I heard like six different guys talking in my fantasy uh, draft circle about Trubisky's going to make the Bears look like they didn't pick the wrong guy this season and yeah. this and that and it was just like okay I'm I'm making moves in in draft day and I'm going to set myself up to draft him late, and it worked out. Um, I'm s- set the same way that with all that cap space that they've got for next year, mm-hmm. the fact that they've got their quarterback set up, it doesn't look like Todd Bowles is going to be going anywhere. Like, he's he's yeah, in, he's ingrained for the next hot. couple yeah, years. Like, it's going to be hot. a consistent yeah. system for Darnold, and it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. And Bilal Powell and... Uh, Names escaping me. Isaiah Crowell. Isaiah Crowell have been serviceable this year. It'd be interesting to see if they go on that three-game losing streak with Lev Bell. I don't think it. I don't think he's traded for in the next week before Halloween, um, where he's there this year. I, I still don't even know how that whole thing is going to play out. But Do you want to know a, a dark horse team for this season? I mean, a Who? dark horse team in division Jacksonville because they want all the running backs. No, in division the Baltimore Ravens. That Think about it for one second. Just, just, just. If you were to take Alex Collins uh-huh. and say, "Look, are, you're- okay," because the Ravens are petty, or because Le'Veon Bell is petty. It has nothing to do with being with pettiness. Petty. It has to do with the fact that you say, "Look, Alex Collins and Buck Allen, we're gonna bring in a guy who's gonna play everywhere all the time, backfield, slot. You'll get your touches. It just won't be as many as you did. You want to talk about? Hold on. You want to talk oh, about? Oh, I'm, I'm just. You want to talk about bringing in a tailback to lengthen a veteran quarterback career, a oh, Super Bowl wi- winning quarterback? See, you career? took a left when I'm thinking right, because all I'm thinking about is number eight. 
Mm, I mm. pairing Lamar Jackson with Le'Veon Bell in that backfield with that defense. I don't care if I'm the receiver. Not in the first <laughs> year, but when you look at those two guys having a full camp, OTAs, mini camp, training camp underneath their belt, I know and what you're saying on about the, field together, the prolonging number eight and Le'Veon Bell. And Flacco's a far cry from Eli, so I feel like that. And it has that nothing could to be do the, with pettiness. No, it would, it would it would absolutely do with pettiness a little bit with twenty six. It would. Satisf- he puts his he puts his pen to that paper. And there's he smiles a, there's a, a little there's smirk. A, there's a there's a, there's a fuck you Pittsburgh twice smile. A week, there's a twice a week I'm gonna hit you. No 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 no. no. Uh, it's a, a forever when that pick gets brought in from uh, in the purple jersey. It, and he's got number in the in in the owner's. Uh, office signing it that day. The way that that smile goes out, it's for the entire organization of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, yep, I signed here. I signed here. I see it as a dark horse that nobody. I would could think even about see it now that you say it. About. That's the only other place other than Jets I'm willing to even bat an eye at because I'm that dead set on the Jets strictly because of money. They got like 156 million. It's a lot. Of, it's a lot. Or 130 lot million in, in rollover. They cap. got a lot of room, but Baltimore's offense doesn't command a lot of money and they got some young guys on there like that left tackle or Lano Brown. It's interesting. I think the highest played player is Marshall Yonda who's uh, who's playing center. But that might be the most interesting question that, of this uh this app. I like it. So one can I more, can I ask a burning one? Just 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 give me one more. Does an NFC team have a chance at Le'Veon Bell, or does he stay in conference? NFC? No. Again, it's like Tampa Bay. You mean tell me Tampa Bay doesn't throw I've money? Heard, I've actually, at I've actually, Bell? I've actually heard that. Jameis Winston's a, probably saying, "Come on, man." But anyway, interesting. Uh, we'll come back to it. Yeah, that'll be. That, I think that's one of our repeat questions. Absolutely. Okay, my turn. Go. Okay. We, I think I stole it from you, but mm. now because I stole it from you earlier, I, I want to know your answer because I think you know mine, or you do know mine. Um, does Nathan Peterman throw another football in the NFL during a game? Like, obviously, he might throw not it. on a practice roster. Like, no, no. I mean, does he ever see the field for snap, like for live game action ever again? Yes, in August. So, is it for the Buffalo Bills? <sighs> no. So some other team is going to find something on the little bit of tape that he's put out there that suggests I can fix him? They will give him a shot. Okay. In August. I'm writing that down. A reg- yeah. A regular season? Absolutely not. Okay. Um, I want to go rapid fire with just mm-hmm. like some kind of like low-hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. Does Philadelphia win the division this year? No, they do not. Is there a trade, a signing, something that they can do in the next week? Um, that changes that, a la Le'Veon Bell. I saw that. Well, I saw them bringing in a guy like Hyde. I saw them bringing in somebody who is a little bit lesser. So because they can't now, is Le'Veon Bell? Give me your percentage of Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell, Bell being Philadelphia? Philadelphia Eagle this season. Thirty percent. Thirty percent. That's 30%. fucking high, bro. Thirty percent chance. Okay. There's, there's a seventy percent chance saying that. Listen, I'm saying thirty because there's no other team that will make a trade for him this year. There's no other team that will take that chance. That Philly definitely showed shot. last year that they will they'll, they'll make the moves that they, they need to when they feel like they, they have a shot. They will leverage everything to win another ring. Okay, if, does if Atlanta make a trade this week or next before the deadline for a safety after assuming they win and get to 3-4 three and four and see some, a little bit of light, especially if Carolina loses this week, they fall to 3-3. Three and three. Atlanta makes no trades. Makes no year. trades? As if I'm... If I'm one one trade isn't going to fix that defense? Listen, if I'm Dimitrov, okay, 
he's a Guelph Griffin, by the way. We have the same alma mater. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, he went 80 in the mid-80s. If, if I'm him, yeah, he's a Guelph Griffin. His name's all, all over the place. is so cool. I don't make a trade because I put together a team. I put together a roster, okay? And I don't know if that defense has adequate depth, but I don't know who you bring in mid-season. Like, who, who, who? Who do you bring in mid-season? I mean, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I hear, I, I think... So, no, I, I don't see... A, I don't yeah, think that points. no matter how many points they score, they still got to play enough road games where they're going to still lose some because this is, that defense is so riddled with injuries. Any offense that can put up 40 points has a chance to win, period. Um, does Eli Manning start every game this year? No. Okay. Kyle Laletta comes in uh, towards the end of the season. Dallas Cowboys a playoff team? Yes, they are. Ooh, you are affected by Sunday? Not am I not only am I affected by Sunday, but I feel like they're trending up. Okay. And they I'm, are. And I'm Definitely. very and I'm very, very curious to see if there's any consistency to it. If you did power rankings, where would they be right now? I would put them at about 14, 12 to fourteen. Where's Jacksonville? <laughs> Eleven. It's I've got it flipped. I've got Dallas at ten right now and Jacksonville at fourteen. It's a little bit of an overreaction. Yeah, it's a bit of a bias freak out. But. Dallas jumped up 11 spots and Jacksonville fell 7. Is there a move that can... I don't even... I don't want to pinpoint a team to, to preface it with, mm-hmm. but is there any move that gets made in the next week that changes the landscape of the league? I, I, I just had a thought based on your other armchair GM question. The Atlanta Falcons should call the Arizona Cardinals about Deion Buchanan. They should call him. They should call the Cardinals because Deion Buchanan is one of the most versatile defensive players. And with the holes that the Atlanta Falcons have. But I think I think that it's really impressive to think that the Falcons have so much talent on the offensive side of the ball. But defensively speaking, there's no chance for them to survive. With that roster... With, as beat up as it is. As far as other trades that can happen, I don't see Jacksonville parlaying any draft picks to bolster their receiving core. And the Carlos Hyde trade for a fifth round pick is excellent because it's all about depth. And it's all about identifying a need and filling it based on injuries on your roster. I, I was surprised by that just because I feel like it's a one-game rental. Uh, but at the same time, I don't. Tr- I wouldn't trust Fournette's ankles either. Um, Hamstrings and groins are the most curious injuries in football because you just never know. I think the last one, it's probably played out at this point, but I'm still, it's, it's intriguing mm-hmm. uh, to some. Does Des Bryant play football in the NFL this year? No, not this year. Oh, but you think he he can take a year off? He's the type of player that can take a year off and come back. I think that if he stays in shape, I don't know what his work ethic is. So, um, it looks like from social media, it looks like he's gearing up against air to play somewhere. But I don't. I can't remember. I can't remember who I told this to. But the girlfriend was watching Ellen the other day, and there was th- this guy who does. Uh, he's a professional Fortnite player, right? So Ellen goes on and she's playing Fortnite. And she's like, "Oh, I lost." Oh, I who heard. Did, yeah, he, I think I, he told me about that. Who did I lose to? You lost and, to Des Bryant. And the, the guy goes, "Oh, Des, Des Bryant, the football player." Right. And I, I mean, if that's then he's never playing football ever again. 
I mean, well, if he's ripping I, he can't play video games you chilling play, in the afternoon? You, you certainly can. But all that I'm saying is, is I don't think he's going to play this year because I think he's poisoned the well a little bit. Oh, yeah. The, the Twitter tirade is. a couple yeah. weeks ago when they looked terrible on offense against, I think it was Seattle. And, and, he, and, he's, and he went on his, oh, I, oh. all I know is that I'd be moving them chains tonight. Like what? Like you were last year? Oh. I've had a very messy <laughs> breakup in my mind with that. Like, because I was mad. I was the one last year, like getting like ridiculed up and down by my other Cowboys buddies are going, what do you mean you're sick of dead? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, what places he made? He doesn't separate. He, does, yeah. he doesn't make things easier for the quarterback. Three, and then three routes. Yeah, exactly. It, it, exactly. And that was the thing coming out of college too, was that he ran three routes. He didn't have elite speed, but he had elite, uh, high point ability. Yeah, and he was one of the toughest. And then he got a and then he there. got a quarterback that wasn't willing to throw the 50-50 ball when he only came down with it twenty eighty. That's what happened, right? So you're not wrong. Uh, any anything else pressing issue wise that you gotta? Whoa, uh, thank thank the neighbor for that. <laughs> I don't that was, see. I don't that was see, nice. I don't see anything. Being, Sorry about that, folks. Being burning irrelevant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm uh I'm ready for some. Uh, some action tomorrow. Uh, East Coast, we get the uh, the nine thirty a.m. game, which is nice. You can, you know, you can cook breakfast and watch some football, and then ease into the afternoon games. We got a lot of, a lot of good uh, matchups this week. Uh, key ones for the that we're looking for is Carolina, Philly, uh, New England, Chicago, Houston, Jacksonville, obviously Dallas, Washington, obviously considering. Uh, who your hosts are here, mm-hmm. and then probably what could be the two games of the week: uh, New Orleans versus Baltimore in Baltimore and Cincinnati traveling to Kansas City. Um, those are the those are the six I'm watching. Those. I couldn't agree more. There's really nothing else to watch other than yeah, I, I those, agree. Those matchups. Not to mention both of our teams have divisional games. Yep, and it's a significant. I mean, you're playing for first place in the in the division. So Tennessee loses, Jacksonville wins. We're in first place in the division. So absolutely big games. All right, guys. That's uh, that's it for uh, talking pigskin. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and uh, have a good day. We'll catch you on the flip side. Take care. Comb your hair. <laughs>